Welcome back to Well That's Interesting, the taking everyone down with you edition. Finally. <laughs> Finally. That's if right. You, oh, if you're going down, who no. better to take with you than everyone? Right. Take them all. Yeah. Take every... Mm-hmm. People suck. Take them all down. Take them, kicking and screaming, just take them the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> Do it. Uh, today, <laughs> episode 058, The Bizarre Death of Gloria Ramirez. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. I love, oh, the name Gloria. I know. It's amazing. It's just like the song, one of my favorite <laughs> songs. <laughs> Should we... I don't know. Should we sing it? I, I guess so. We have to get it out. I think we have to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Five, six, seven, eight. Gloria. 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 Thank you. You've been. You don't have to. Nailed it. Fucking incredible. Amazing. Amazing. I'm Joel Chacha. I'm with. Uh, she has the most angelic voice, uh, Marissa Riley. It's true. You're welcome. Um, I'm so happy to share my talent with the world on this podcast. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That's my so, singing voice. And if this is your first time listening, wow. <laughs> we don't usually do that. No, we no. never sing. No. I, I don't know if you could tell. We are private singers. We are not public singers. Yeah. Unless we drink a lot. Mm-hmm. And then we are public everything. There so. you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and learns everything in real time, just like you. It's uh, it's totally true, believe it or not. I had no idea we were going to talk about um, someone named Gloria. I just <laughs> happened to love that song. Oh my God, and, it's so good. And I listened to it on repeat, and it makes me feel psychotic. It is... <laughs> the, <laughs> It is a couple of bumps. It's a crazy song, <laughs> and I don't even know the lyrics. It's we, just a vibe. <laughs> I think we just made that dog bark again. Oh, <laughs> my God. There is a dog that has it out for us, or it just wants to talk. I don't yeah, know. It's like, it might be the third co-host. I think so. At this point. We need just, to get its name. Yeah. Yeah. We we'll should name it. it. Yeah, yeah, we should name it. We'll work on the name. Gloria? Oh, <laughs> my God. Gloria the dog. She heard us calling. I wish I could quote a lyric from the song, but I really don't know it. It's my favorite song and I don't know any of it. Yeah. So anyway, she was just trying to sing with us. Hopefully that again, hopefully we picked her up again on on our mics. (laughs) I I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, this is an incredible story. Uh, it's not like anything we've covered before on the oh, show. How is that even possible? I know. I know. <gasps> this is a possible mystery, possible controversy, possible fucking, what do you call, um, conspiracy. Oh, I'll, three of my favorite yeah. words. Yeah, exactly. Mystery, conspiracy. I love anything. Yeah. Possible murder, possible, oh, who knows? Love a murder. We don't know. <laughs> But we should just begin at the beginning. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Okay. To begin, we need to travel way back in time to the kooky 1990s. Oh. <laughs> That's right. 1994, to be exact. Oh. Uh, it's 8.15 in the evening, and we're outside the Riverside General Hospital in Riverside, of California. Of course we are. Of course we are outside of a goddamn hospital. Yes. Again, Jill. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, 
Riverside, California, which is just east of Los Angeles. Good to know. There we go. Now, outside the entrance to the emergency room, nurses and doctors are waiting for an ambulance transporting 31-year-old Gloria Ramirez. Gloria! Yeah. Her partner had called 911 after she complained of a rapid heartbeat and difficulty breathing. Oh, no! Yeah. When the paramedics arrived, they found Gloria extremely confused, answering all of their questions with, like, incoherent answers. Okay, okay. Now, by the time Gloria reached the ER, she was nearly unconscious, uh, and it was confirmed. This young woman was indeed experiencing tachycardia, or a pulse rate well over 100 beats per minute. Oh my god! Yeah, and Cheney-Stokes respiration, uh, which according to the good old Wikipedia is an abnormal pattern of breathing characterized by progressively deeper, faster breathing, followed by a gradual decrease that results in a temporary stop in breathing called apnea. This is horrifying. This sounds like, it kind of sounds like a panic attack, but like a deep panic attack. Like, yeah. Wild. Next level. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds some scary it's some sounds like it's some dangerous shit and it is uh the staff needed to get gloria's vitals back to normal though without knowing what the exact cause of it all you know right. not knowing what, the, what why it's why this is happening yeah. so they followed the usual procedure in this kind of event um they gave the patient a strong cocktail uh that would cover a host of possibilities Good times. um that's right it included uh diazepam Midazolam and lorazepam. Okay, the only one I know is lorazepam. Yeah. And I know it because this is very dark. Um, <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's so, it. so my mom passed away in um, uh, hospice care. Please don't feel bad. She yeah. was a model in the 70s. She lived the coolest life ever. She needed some rest. <laughs> um, but as but in hospice, they give you tons and yeah. tons of yeah. drugs. They'll get all of the good drugs. And my mom's friend came over and she was looking at all the drugs. The hospice nurse was about to come back and, and take them. They yeah. dispose of them. And she said, Marissa, yeah. I think you should hide the lorazepam. <laughs> and I think when you're stressed yeah. or you need some sleep, you should take it. To this day, I still don't know what it does. And I have a bottle hidden somewhere. Don't call the cops. <laughs> don't be an arc. Um, and be cool, I, man. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. <laughs> Uh, I still don't, I haven't tried it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do with it, but she was yeah. very insistent that like this was the one. Smuggle home some lorazepam. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about what it does and fuck, if, you, if you're giving it to those in hospice care, it's fucking intense. Oh, okay. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Holy Good shit. to know. Good to know. So, uh, yeah. So like I said, diazepam, midazolam, and you're hiding bottles around the house, lorazepam. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> these sound scary. So if you would, why don't you just break them down for us as to what they are? I would absolutely love to at last. Yeah. Um, okay, according to good old Wikipedia, uh, diazepam, first marked as Valium, heard of that before, is commonly used to treat a range of conditions, including anxiety, seizures, and alcohol withdrawal syndrome. Very interesting. Uh, Midazolam and lorazepam is a medication used for anesthesia, procedural sedation, trouble sleeping, and severe agitation, end quote. So it sounds like it does a lot. It does. Yeah, that, and that's a hell of a cocktail. Tired, 
and chill, but mostly it sounds very, like it makes you very tired. Yes, that's exactly right. And yeah. knock, it sounds like it knocks you out. Yeah, they are doing their damnedest to come and sedate her uh, as, as much as possible because her body is just like off the charts right now. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, this cocktail had no effect. Uh, so they took the next elevated step, which was they decided to bust out the defibrillator to restart her heart. Oh, I hate this idea. I, if they think it's necessary, that's one thing, but I I don't like that at all. I know. Now, after undoing her shirt though, the staff noticed something unusual covering Gloria. Okay. Yeah. Several eyewitness accounts reported seeing, quote, an oily sheen on her skin and even more bizarre coming from her mouth was a, quote, fruity, garlic-like odor. What the fuck? Yeah. Was she getting down with some fruity (laughs) pasta or something? Yeah. She have an interesting salad? Yeah, I know. Fucking, that's not even the tip of the weird shit that's about to happen. Okay. Now, the smells don't stop there. Uh, Registered nurse Susan Kane drew blood from Gloria's arm and noticed an ammonia-like smell coming from the tube. Why? Yeah. Why, Lord? Why? <laughs> Completely perplexed, Nurse Kane brought the syringe over to Julie Gorkinski, Gorchinski, sorry, Julie Gorchinski, a medical resident, and asked her what the fuck could be up with this syringe. And get this, Julie not only noticed the smell, she also saw beige or manila colored like particles floating around inside it. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's so bad yeah and i'm not a doctor yeah. contrary to what jill says every episode i'm i'm the opposite of a doctor i'm from texas i went to public school in texas i think they made me less smart so i'm kidding texas is fine so that caught the attention of the attending physician dr umberto ochoa uh who I'm sorry, is it Ochoa? I think it's Ochoa. Ochoa? Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Umberto Ochoa. And while he was examining what the fuck was floating around in Gloria's blood, Nurse Kane suddenly became lightheaded. Oh my God. And told her peers, quote, my face feels like it's burning. What? Yeah. Is, uh, I have no idea. Yeah. Okay. I see the wheels turning. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have an idea, and if I'm right, I'll tell you later. Amazing. Uh, Nurse Kane had to be escorted out of the emergency room flat on a fucking stretcher. Fuck. Yeah. And this is when all hell kind of broke loose. Um, So it's a zombie apocalypse! I knew it! Finally! I'm kidding. (laughs) Julie, the medical resident, uh, also began to feel lightheaded, but also nauseous to the point she also had to leave the room. Oh my god. She sat at the nurse's desk trying to regain composure, but her breathing became erratic and similar to the patient's apnea. Oh my god. Yeah. Julie passes out. And Maureen Welch, a respiratory therapist who was assisting in the trauma room, became the third person to lose consciousness. What the fuck is happening? Uh (gasps) Yeah. Over a dozen more staff reported feeling ill within minutes. And it was then people were like, okay, we have a problem. (laughs) Some kind of contamination is in or around this room and we need to do something. So Dr. Marissa, please tell us what those in charge decided to do once they knew the call was coming from inside the house, oh, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And the total of those impacted that night. Of course, of course. All right, quote, the staff was ordered to evacuate all emergency department patients to the parking lot outside the hospital. Over 23 people became ill and five were hospitalized. End quote from Wikipedia. Yeah. 
It's a fucking disaster. I like how <laughs> people in the hospital were hospitalized. That's yep. so terrible and hilarious and just fucked up. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, my theory is out the window now. So my theory was bath salts. But... Uh. That's a good one, though. I know, but yeah. I, I'm, that's clearly not what this no. is. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a clusterfuck. Oh, my God. So, now, while the evacuation was taking place, Gloria wasn't abandoned. Okay. A, a tiny crew remained behind to stabilize her, and God knows they tried their damned hardest. Uh, for about 45 minutes, they used CPR and that defibrillator, but to no avail. Gloria was pronounced dead at 8.50 p.m., just minutes after she arrived. Uh, thoughts in love to Gloria, yeah. whatever happened, which I hope you tell me soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Gloria. Yeah, we have a, we're going to talk about the theories. Okay. And they're just, just theories. Theories? Yeah. Put a pin in it. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> I know. So now at this point, with so many feeling sick and basically unconscious, the hospital didn't take any chances with Gloria's body. Okay. According to allthatsinteresting.com, around 11 p.m., quote, in order to handle the body, a special team arrived in hazmat suits. Oh, my God. End quote. Good. I mean, that's a good thing. I guess. I don't know. Well, now, I don't know if nurse Sally Balderas was in full gear, but according to BuzzFeed Unsolved, she did help move Gloria to the morgue. Okay, and lo and behold, she too came down with symptoms that were nearly the same as the other nurses. She began to vomit, felt a burning sensation with apnea, and was friggin' hospitalized for 10 days afterwards. Dear God. Yeah, I am obsessed with this. This is insane, isn't it? What is happening? Oh my God, I'm never going outside again. (laughs) So... So this may seem bonkers, but Nurse Sally wasn't the worst case. Okay. Remember Julie Gorchinsky, the medical resident? Yeah, of course. I'll okay. never forget. <laughs> yeah, she spent two weeks in the intensive care unit with breathing problems. She came down with hepatitis, pancreatitis, and worst of all, she developed a vascular necrosis in her knees. What the fuck is a necrosis? <laughs> I know hepatitis and pancreatitis at the same time. That's two things that are trying to filter out. Yeah. Filter shit out of your body. Yeah. But a vascular necrosis? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is a necrosis? Well, necrosis usually implies something dying. Um, uh, no! So, <laughs> yeah, so if you should feel alarmed at the word necrosis, that's totally valid. I'm so scared. And what? Well, Dr. Marissa, guess what? It's you who will tell us about this rare condition. Thank <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm so excited slash scared. Okay, according to. Uh, niams.nih.gov, quote, a vascular necrosis is death of the bone tissue due to interruption of the blood supply. Oh my God. You're doing great. I don't know. I'm not. I'm, I'm about to, I'm about to start throwing up. Okay. Early on, there may be no symptoms. Gradually, joint pain may develop, uh, which may limit the ability to move. Complications may include collapse of the bone or nearby joint surface. About 15,000 cases occur per year in the United States. Treatments may include medication, not walking on the effective leg, stretching and surgery, end quote. It sounds like a horrifying Mm-hmm. Horrifying thing. It sounds like a bitch. Yes. It sounds awful. Yeah. A bitch at best and collapsed bone at worst. <laughs> so. Oh my God. So. 
Yeah. Um, well, treatment for our medical resident included walking on crutches for months. Ah! Now, needless to say, a young, healthy individual coming down with a rare disease coincidentally after coming into contact with Gloria was one of many reasons to open an, investi- open an investigation here. Yes! Yeah. So it began with that team in hazmat suits. Remember them? They arrived yeah. at like 11. Well, they not only moved Gloria's body to a sealed location, they were also looking for any leaks or hazardous material that really anything that could have caused... Or explain this chaos. Yeah, anything. Yeah. Tell me. But there was nothing to be found. What? Yeah, which meant the answer may be inside Gloria herself. Open her up. I mean, <laughs> with respect. So, so, after the break, not one, but several autopsies will be performed. Okay. And not one, but several theories will try to explain how one human body could have sickened so many so quickly. Okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. Please do. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. There are really many reasons to listen to our podcast, Big Picture Science. It's kind of a challenge to summarize them all, Molly. Okay, here's a reason to listen to our show, Big Picture Science, because you love to be surprised by science news. We love to be surprised by science news. So, for instance, I learned on our own show that I had been driving around with precious metals in my truck before it was stolen. That was brought up in our show about precious metals and also rare metals, like most of the things in your catalytic converter. I was surprised to learn that we may begin naming heat waves like we do hurricanes. You know, prepare yourself for heat wave Lucifer. I don't think I can prepare myself for that. Look, we like surprising our listeners. We like surprising ourselves by reporting new developments in science and while asking the big picture questions about why they matter and how they will affect our lives today and in the future. Well, we can't affect lives in the past, right? No, I I guess that's a point. (laughs) So the podcast is called Big Picture Science and you can hear it wherever you get your podcasts. We are the hosts. Seth is a scientist. I'm a science journalist. And we talk to people smarter than us. We hope you'll take a listen. Hey, everyone. Jill Chacha here from Well, That's Interesting. And I am absolutely thrilled to tell you about Spotify for Podcasters. I use it. I love it. And it all started by downloading the free Spotify for Podcasters app, which has all the tools you need in one place to record and edit your masterpiece of a podcast. Spotify for Podcasters also distributes your show to all major platforms. So when you hit publish, your episodes will stream not only on Spotify, but I'm talking about the Apples, the Googles, Stitcher, Good Pods, the other ones. (laughs) 
You get the idea. And you can monetize your podcast with no minimum listenership required. You could also set up monthly subscriptions and record ads just like this one. So what are you waiting for? Download Spotify for Podcasters today and start changing the world. Oh, and please, stay interesting. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back, and we're kicking back at the Riverside Coroner's Office. Of fucking course we are. <laughs> I just wanted to point out really fast during the break, Yeah, I was like scratching my head. I was like, Jill, I... We've been watching like the Squid Game, yeah, which is fucking fascinating. I highly recommend. And I was like, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Just came out, and I was like, Jill, this is more interesting than the Squid Game, and we have been freaking out about it. Yeah, like I, all I could think all day was like, I hope Jill comes home so we can watch the Squid Game soon. <laughs> it's pretty great. It's, fucking, then, it's incredible. But then I heard this, and I was like, Dude, where is this Netflix series? <laughs> And she told me the X-Files covered it. So right. there, I'm obsessed. There is an X-Files episode. They like Jesus. did like a, not a cover or a spinoff or any, it was influenced. What do you, what do you call it? When inspired. It's inspired. Inspired. I know words. I can. <laughs> we both know, we collectively know a uh, bunch of words. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And together it makes one podcast. There you yes. go. Speaking of, tell me more. Tell ah, me more. Yes. Now. Yeah, so we are at the Riverside Coroner's office, and uh, it's been six days since Gloria Ramirez had passed. Okay. And that time was taken to upgrade the safety measures of the coroner's autopsy room. Okay. So inside the newly sanitized and decked out office, Fuck yeah. officials took blood, tissue, and air samples from and around the body. But the tests performed didn't identify anything out of the ordinary. Okay. The initial cause of death listed Gloria succumbing to an all-too-common and all-too-tragic end. Kidney failure due to cervical cancer. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is so far away from Mm -hmm. everything I guessed. And everything I guessed um, is uh, not real. Um, (laughs) It was a lot of, is it zombie and now mm. I'm going to the place of like, is this like the autopsy of Jane Doe where mm. she's like a witch? Ah. I don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, kidney failure due to cervical cancer does not explain anything the hospital staff experienced or the oily sheen and the garlicky, garlicky smell present in Gloria's body. The salad breath. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So in an attempt to get a bit more information, the Riverside Health Department sent all samples to the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. Get this. It's a nuclear federal research facility turned forensic lab after World War II. Amazing. Fucking hardcore. Amazing. That's crazy. Yeah. And they contacted the California Department of Health and Human Services in hopes their budget and scope could do more than little old Riverside. Oh. Yeah. So we'll get to what the lab discovered in a minute, but we need to address what the State Department did. Okay. 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 So they put two scientists on the case. Amazing. Okay. Doctors Anna Maria Asiaro and Kirsten Waller. Okay. Two women. I'm excited. So, uh, well. Oh, no. Never mind. (laughs) I call upon our resident doctor, Dr. Marissa, to tell us what steps they took and what connections they discovered. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Putting the hair out of the way. All right. From Wiki and Discover Magazine, quote, they, did, they interviewed 34 hospital staff 
who had been working in the emergency department on February 19th using a standardized questionnaire. Osario and Waller found that the people who had developed severe symptoms such as loss of consciousness, shortness of breath, and muscle spasms tended to have certain things in common, okay? Number one, people who had worked within two feet of Ramirez and had handled her intravenous lines had been at risk. Number two, other factors that correlated with severe symptoms did not appear to match a scenario in which fumes had been released. Okay. Number three, they all had normal blood tests after the exposure. And number four, those afflicted tended to be women rather than men. End quote. Weird. Mm-hmm. Very weird. This yeah. is not helpful. No, it's not. At all. No, no. I mean, this is three things. I, I could have told you that. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I mean, out of the four things, three of them you could really investigate, you know. And that fourth one, though, uh, I don't know what to do about that yeah, one. Yeah, today in 2021, we might say, okay, more women are affected here. Maybe we should run some tests or maybe it's just a coincidence because there were more women working in the vicinity of Gloria at the time. But my friends, this story takes place in 1994, which oh, God. Yeah, yeah, which means it might as well be 1894 or 1694. Anyway, what do I mean by this? With no discernible cause of their afflictions, and that the number of people affected were those who identify as women, the California Department of Health and Human Services concluded, you guessed it, it had to be mass hysteria. Oh, fuck me! <laughs> fuck me! Fuck me. Yep. I hate that. It's fine, fuck them. Fuck this, fuck that, and fuck them. <laughs> fuck, th- fuck everyone. Back to everyone, fuck y'all. I hate this. I hate this. We need that cross-stitched. Needle pointed. Fuck everyone. <laughs> I hate this. So, Jesus. Yeah, that's right. Mass hysteria triggered by the uh, by the fruity garlic smell. Oh God, that's, that's, damn that's, it! They literally said that. Ah. Uh, yeah. Now, this. needless to say, those physically affected did not accept this finding. Uh, from the yeah, <laughs> from the discovery from excuse me from the discovery magazine article analysis of a toxic death quote. Gorchinsky and her lawyer, physician Russell Kusman, or Kusman, denounced the mass hysteria conclusion. Good. The report may be based on politics or ignorance, but it's not based on science, Kusman told the New York Times. These are all professional emergency room workers. They don't become hysterical because of a heart attack. No. Maureen Welch, the respiratory therapist, who was also convinced that neither she nor anyone else that night had been party to mass hysteria, she wanted someone to look at the case more closely, and in her opinion, Livermore was the only laboratory involved without a vested interest, end quote. So, my friends, it's time. Let's head on back to that laboratory and its findings. Finally. That's right. Which were placed in the hands of P.M. Grant, the deputy director of the facility. Amazing. P.M. Grant, tell (laughs) me what's going on. That's right. According to Grant... A large amount of dimethyl sulfone, not cell phone, sulfone, sulfone, was present in her body. Okay, what is that? Yeah. And he believes a series of extremely rare coincidences happened to align for Gloria's body to become toxic. Okay. 
<laughs> now, Dr. Marissa, yes. the, the wiki page called Death of Gloria Ramirez has a fantastic summary of what possible chemical reactions happened during the hospital visit. Okay. Now, would you like to take turns reporting what may have taken place that fateful night? Yes, I'm All so right. excited. All right, let's do it. All right, okay, quote, Livermore Labs postulated that Gloria had been using dimethyl sulfoxide, mm-hmm. a solvent used as a powerful degreaser and as a home remedy for pain. Degreaser. Degreaser. Oh. <laughs> all good. Okay. That changes a lot of things. Okay. <laughs> powerful degreaser and as a home rem- remedy for pain. Users of this substance report that it has a garlic-like taste sold in gel form at hardware stores. It could also explain the greasy appearance of Ramirez's body. The Livermore scientists theorize that the DMSO in Gloria's system might have built up owing to urinary blockage caused by her kidney failure. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then oxygen administered by the paramedics would have combined with the DM- DMSO to form that dimethyl sulfone, DMSO2. Oh. DMSO2 is known to crystallize at room temperature and crystals were observed in Gloria's drawn blood. Oh my God, that's what the little things were. There you go. <gasps> Electric shocks administered, both of us can't talk today. We're so excited. We're That's so what's excited. going on. Electric shocks administered during emergency defibrillation could have then converted the DS, DMSO2 into dimethyl sulfate, DMSO4. Okay. The highly toxic dimethyl ester of sulfuric acid, exposure, exposure to which could have caused some of the reported symptoms of the emergency department staff. End quote. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So she's taking this thing for pain that's also a degreaser. Yeah. That's horrifying. Is that like dish soap? (laughs) It sounds like it's something you'd like use on a car or something. I have no idea. Oh my God. And so it built up in her system because of her kidney Mm -hmm. situation. And then with the addition of oxygen and then the defibrillator, it just kept transforming into worse things. There you go. Exactly. I think that's a better explanation, as wild as that sounds, than fucking mass hysteria. You idiots. <laughs> you fucks. She's a, ah, I'm yeah. like, you can't mass hysteria your way into the necrosis. Are no, you kidding me? You cannot. Absolutely you can't not. crazy your way to necrosis. No, there you go. Put it on a tote. Put it on a tote. You can't <laughs> crazy your way to pink, what was it, pancreatitis? Uh-huh. Or hepatitis? No. Mm-mm. Okay. End Here we of, go. End of... Uh, feel good? Feel better? I feel a little better. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. My friends, dimethyl sulfate can cause infl- inflammation, paralysis, convulsions, and delirium. Now, it sounds like we got this all wrapped up in a neat little package. Yep. There you go. That's, Done. <laughs> well, turns out Grant, who has published many, many papers and studies and is well-respected in his field... He never ran any tests or simulations. There were no physical experiments done to reproduce what may have taken place. It was a theory as to what may have happened. Okay. That's it. Just a theory. Now, this theory was peer-reviewed and published in medical journals, and that was that. Oh. That, that was it. And it was good enough for the Riverside officials as an explanation for what happened. Okay. Gloria's family, however, had something to say about it. 
first, they said Gloria never used DMSO. Uh, they, she never used the gel at, at, as, at home as a remedy for her pain. That's ridiculous because we're talking about pain caused by cancer. That's right. So she would have had to use like gallons of the shit and they definitely would have known if she was using it. Yeah. yeah. And also they give you the good drugs when yeah. you have cancer. So you don't, I mean, you just take a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah. Second, they pointed out the hospital has some dirty little secrets. What? Quote, in 1993, the California Occupational Safety and Health Administration notified Riverside General that the first floor emergency room was permeated with, quote, sewer gas from a drain. What? The hospital was also cited in 1991 when two employees sought medical treatment after a possible leak of a hazardous gas from a sterilizer. Oh, my God. Okay. And in 1992, the hospital was notified that an inspection found algae growing in a water reservoir, end quote. Oh, I never want to go to this hospital. (laughs) That's from the Washington Post. Uh, Something else, that syringe with Gloria's blood and supposed crystals... Well, it was discarded before anyone could investigate to confirm. Oh, God. Yeah. Riverside, come on. And get this, when the family pathologist got the body from the coroner coroner, to perform, like, another autopsy, yeah. Gloria's heart was missing. What? And her other organs were cross-contaminated, so they couldn't verify or suggest other causes of her death, basically. They didn't put her heart back? Yeah. Lazy. Uh Losers. So, in sum, the family believes not only Gloria's death was preventable, maybe, but blaming odors and toxic conditions on her body is ridiculous. They feel a cover-up is alive and well. (gasps) Now, Thomas DeSantis, a county spokesman, acknowledged there were previous ventilation problems, but pointed out the emergency room's vents were checked by independent inspectors, and the hospital was totally up to code that evening. Okay. And... Grant's theory still holds up as an explanation because dimethyl sulfone was present in Gloria. But how it got there, no one knows. What is for certain, though, is between 8.15 and 8.50 on the evening of February 19th, some weird shit happened. Yeah. And remember, you can always blame aliens, which happens to be another conspiracy theory online. And that's the answer I might go with. <laughs> yeah. Um, you can go down a rabbit hole. I chose to stop there and end episode 058 with, uh, you know. Yes. Yeah. I, I have another theory mm. because I've watched so many shows and movies about Munchausen by proxy. Hmm. Maybe someone close to her was slipping this stuff into her food. And then ah. over time... She got worse and worse because they couldn't wait for the cancer. Is that a dark theory? It happens, man. It, yeah. Just saying. Just saying. That is the mind of Marissa Riley. Yes. (laughs) Everyone. Anyways, thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) For listening, subscribing, telling your friends about Gloria. Gloria. (laughs) You think you got to. (laughs) (laughs) there you go there we go got it big finish that's right uh oh god thank you and please stay interesting please do